the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. We continue, I mean, this is all the time. We continually remember before our God and Father that your work, I, I, I've, heard about, I've heard about your work that has been produced by faith, your, your labor that has been prompted by love. I, I, I'm thankful for your endurance that has been inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I see here is I see the family of God. I see the leaders, Paul and Silas and Timothy. I see this entity called the church in Thessalonica. And there's something about as he starts to think about all the good things going on, he can't help but pray. And you see, there's, there's this thing called gratitude and thanksgiving, I believe, goes hand in hand with prayer. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And if you can recognize all the good that God has done in your life, it causes you to want to pray and to be grateful. Many times, we're all guilty of this. We look around at what's bad, and we sit around and complain and grumble instead of looking for the good and seeing the blessing of God and getting on our knees and saying, God, thank you for the blessings in my life. He looks at this church, and even though he served them for only three Sabbaths, he hears of these reports of the growth of this church, and he recognizes that the maturity level of this church is off the charts. He's well aware, write this down, of their work that has been produced by this thing called faith. Their labor has been motivated by a thing called love. And they have endured through these trials inspired by their hope in Jesus Christ. I just want to draw your attention to those three words, faith, hope, and love. And if you're familiar with the Apostle Paul, this is like a theme in his books. He's always talking about faith, hope, and love. I want to encourage you to look around today and see all the good that's happening in the local church, the ministries, the worship, the Bible teaching, the young people, the vintage crowd the diversity of the church, the missionaries that we support all around the world, the growth of the church, the reach of the church, the maturity of the church. Be thankful, be grateful, and be prayerful. Number two, write this down. A kingdom life recognizes the work of God that is happening within them. 
In other words, when you look at everything good that's happening for the kingdom of God around the world, we recognize that none of this is possible without God. And we recognize that everything good that's happening in the kingdom of God is actually God working in this world within us. Look at verse 4. He says, for we know, everybody say we know, brothers, that we are loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not with words, but with power from the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. Write these three things down. The fact that you are loved, the fact that you are chosen, and the fact that you are filled with power via the Holy Spirit. Loved by God. First of all, I am, I'm pretty sure that my family loves me. I'm pretty sure my mom loves me and my kids and my wife. I'm pretty sure about that. I have a few friends that I think love me, but I know that there's a God in heaven who loves me. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, because John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave up his one only son. When I sit around and think about the fact that God loved me so much, that he was willing to give up his one and only son that I might have everlasting life. I know there must be a God who loves me and a God who loves you. A lot of times, you know, we sit around and we're like, I don't know if this person likes me. I don't know if this, I'm having problems with my parents or my children or my neighbors or my, my coach or, you know, the, the kids at school. They're kind of bullying me. Listen, we, you're worrying about the wrong thing. What you need to remember is that there's a God in heaven who loves you. And if you can remember that, it doesn't matter if anybody else loves you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you if you can know that there's a God in heaven who loves you. Second of all, you're chosen. And we've all been there. You know, they're going to pick sides. And he's like a bunch of kids there. This might be elementary school. It might be, you know, pick up baseball game, pick up basketball game. It could be in high school, college. It could be intramurals in college. They have two captains. They do it right now in the NBA for the All-Star game. They have two captains, and they have these players, and they take turns picking each other who's going to be on the All-Star team. And so you, we've all been there. You're like, you pick him, I pick him. Everybody wants to be chosen, and it comes down to two people. And if you're one of the two, you're sitting there, go, please, please pick me. Don't make me be the last. And they pick the other kid, and you're the last one there, and the guy goes, okay, I'll take Billy. Oh, you need to know there's a God in heaven who chose you. I want you, I want you to write this down. Just write, write this Bible reference down, Ephesians 1.4. Just write it down. You can look it up later. Ephesians 1.4. And here's what it says. Are you listening? It says, before the creation of the world that God chose you. Do you know what that's called? That's called a mic drop. <laughs> Think about this. Before God ever created the heavens and the earth, He chose you. Ephesians 1.4, you can look it up. The reason He created everything was for you. He chose you first, and then He created the heavens and the earth for you. And so, again, don't worry about what the crowd thinks. Just know that you're loved by God, that God chose you, 
to be a part of his kingdom. And number three, that he fills you with power. When he gave you the Holy Spirit, we know what the Bible teaches, that at the moment of conversion, the moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, he, he puts his presence, his Holy Spirit. And, and, and I, I will argue with people theologically on this. You don't get part of the Spirit. You, know, you get a section of the Spirit, and then later on you get another section. No, when he gives you his Spirit, he gives you all of his Spirit. It's his presence living in you. And that spirit is what helps you get through the ups and downs of life. We are living in uncertain times. The threat of nuclear war is legit today. The rising cost of goods and inflation is legit today. The danger of the open borders and lack of national security is legit today. Anarchy in our streets is legit. The Lakers being the worst team in the NBA... They are the worst team in the NBA is a legit problem. We live in a culture that calls good evil and evil good. It's a legit problem. There's a lot of reasons to be fearful in this world, but we have three reasons to wash all fears away. The fact that we are loved, the fact that we are chosen, the fact that we are filled with God's presence, and the world, the world, those who are not in the kingdom of God, No wonder they walk around this planet living in fear. But for those of us in the kingdom, a kingdom man, a kingdom woman who knows that they are loved by God, chosen of God, and that God has placed His presence and His power within us, we get to walk around in spite of the storms of this life. There's a calm assurance with us. And the world looks at us, I can't figure it out, but we we know because we belong to the kingdom of God, we got nothing to worry about. Number three, a kingdom life is shaped through spiritual apprenticeship and discipleship. Oh, I don't have a lot of time on this, but being involved in the kingdom of God, being a kingdom man, a kingdom woman, your life is shaped through apprenticeship and discipleship. Let's, let's read, uh, verse, starting again with verse 5. He says, you know, he's writing to, you, you all know how we lived among you. He's like, you watched our lives when we lived among you for your sake. Verse 6, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with joy given to you by the Holy Spirit. And so, verse 7, you became a model of, To all the believers in modern-day Greece, which is Macedonia and Achaia, and the Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. There is in this passage this process of what they learned from the Apostle Paul and what they learned from Silas and what they learned from Timothy they instilled it in their life and they taught others this, these things that they had learned and the process had reached the entire world was aware of what God was doing in their midst. Timothy was told, front, who was front and center, was told specifically by Paul, look at these words, 2 Timothy 2.2, he said, Timothy, the things that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, I want you to take all the things that I've taught you and give those and trust those to reliable men 
who will also be qualified to teach others. And so there's four generations here. You have Paul explaining things to Timothy and Timothy explaining things to reliable men and reliable men taking what they've learned from Timothy and passing it on to others. That's the process. It's called mentoring or discipling or teaching or leading or you can call it equipping. I want you to write this down. It's a process that requires you to listen and to learn, to take notes, to mature, to receive, and being involved in you as a believer being mentored. And then you take all that you've been taught and you share those things and give those things and mentor or teach someone else in hopes that they will teach someone else. Whatever you have received spiritually, whatever you have learned spiritually, how you have ever grown spiritually, you simply pass that on to others, helping them to grow as you have grown. So here at Shepherd, we have pastors, leaders, staff, life group leaders. All of us have been mentored. We've all been discipled. We've all been taught. And now I'm here right now on a Sunday morning worship uh, teaching you, and you'll be taught some more in your life group in hopes that as we pour into you, you can take the things that you learn and pour them into others. And if you truly have an understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ and to be a part of the kingdom of God, then this process would be a major priority in your life. Amen. I will say that if you're not plugged into a life group or some process like that, you're missing out on one of the most important things that God desires for your life. Because we're all supposed to be involved in this process. Can you say amen? Amen. Jesus took three years of his life and poured into the life of 12 ordinary, unschooled, uneducated fishermen. Took three years and just poured into them. Then he left. And turn it over to them. And those 12 men, if you study the Bible, turn the world upside down. It's a kingdom principle, a kingdom priority, spiritual apprenticeship, and discipleship. As we close, point number four, stay with me. A kingdom life is able to match. There's a a match between serving God and waiting on God. I will explain. Let's look at verse 9. For they themselves report, Paul's getting these reports as he travels around the world, of what kind of reception you gave us, in other words, how well you listened to us. And they tell us how you, he's he's talking to the church, how you have turned to God from idols. You've, You've turned away from idols and you've turned to God to serve, everybody say serve, to serve the living and one true God. So on one hand, they're serving. And while they're serving, verse 10, they're also waiting for His Son from heaven, whom He has raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. Now don't forget, Jesus has only been gone for 20 years. They don't have any details. They've just been told He's coming back. They don't know if they've missed it. They don't know why they're having all these problems, but they did believe what they had been taught, that Jesus was going to return. 
There's an orphanage in the state of Kentucky. If you were to visit that orphanage, they teach those orphans on a regular basis that Jesus one day is going to return in the clouds and that he will take us to be with him forever. And those children in that orphanage, they don't have much hope in this life. But they do have a heavenly hope. And if you were to go to that orphanage and go over to the windows in that orphanage, you would see that there are smudges and handprints all over the windows because those children are constantly putting their hands and faces on the windows looking up at the sky. This church in Thessalonica, in verse 9, it was filled with people that had turned from idols to serve a living and true God. And while they were serving, they were waiting. Now here's the problem. The word wait, we all think that word means that they were just sitting around doing nothing, looking up and twiddling their thumbs. I'm just sitting here waiting. Well, Jesus come back, I'm going to wait for him right here. That's not what the word wait means in this text. The word wait means to anticipate. That's the accurate translation. So they were serving because they were anticipating the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can write this down. They literally believed that Jesus was returning. My question is, do you believe that Jesus is about to return? And if you truly believed that this could be the day, how would you live your life differently than how you're living it today? Now think about this. This is a fair, this is a fair, this is a fair, fair question. If this could be the day, and you truly were anticipating that this could be the day, would you be at home watching this service on television in your pajamas? If you truly believed, or would you be here in a live worship service, serving, praising, giving, welcoming, welcoming the return of Jesus Christ? How would you spend the last day if this was the day that you believed was the day? Would you turn from idols? And I will tell you, here in Los Angeles, we have all kinds of false idols. And there are people today serving the idol of fame. They are serving the idol called power. They are serving an idol called lust. And if you truly were anticipating the return of Christ, oh, it could be any moment, you too should turn from those idols and turn to a living God and serve Him as you are waiting for His return. I want to close this story with a story about a pygmy. And don't think this is politically incorrect. A pygmy is a tribe in Africa. You can look this up. And it just, it's a tribe that they're not very tall. They're short. And it's a tribe where the males, the males, the highest they grow is five foot two. He's the tall guy. And one day there was a hunter in Africa who was hunting, and he came across this huge elephant that had been slain. And standing next to this huge elephant was a pygmy. And he looked at the elephant, and he looked at the pygmy, and he said to the little guy, he said, hey, did you you kill this beast? 
He said, I did. And he said these words, he asked this question. How did a little bloke like you slay such a giant beast like this elephant? And he said, I did it with my club. And the hunter said, well, how big is your club? And the pygmy said, oh, there's about 60 of us. I want you to think about that. You know, we talk about changing the world. How many of you like to see the whole world changed? Oh, my. So, so you know, you come to church, preachers say, hey, you guys got to get out there and change the world. Okay. How am I going to do that? Because oftentimes we take all of our talent or lack of, all of our abilities or lack of, and they're like shoving me out of the church. Go, go out into the world and change the world. And we're like that little pig. We're going out there. We got our, we, we're, like, we're like trying to change the whole world with our little, like, like poking a wild beast with a toothpick. We think it's impossible. But what you understand as you look across this church, if all of us are in the kingdom of God, and if all of us have turned from idols of this world, and if all of us are, have turned to the one true living God and we are serving Him with, all, with everything we have because we believe, in fact, we're here anticipating that He could return at any moment. So I have to constantly be involved in doing as much as I can. If it's not just me, if it's all of us together, there's nothing that we can't accomplish here in this world. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888 818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchored Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchored Journal today. If you're struggling with the loss of a loved one and you feel like you need help to get through it, we are here for you. It's called GriefShare. GriefShare is a friendly, 
caring group of people who will walk alongside you through one of life's most difficult experiences, the loss of a loved one. You can meet with a support group here at Shepherd Church or with a local group near you. You don't have to go through the grieving process alone. Grief Share support groups are led by people who understand what you are going through and want to help. You'll gain access to valuable Grief Share resources to help you recover from your loss and look forward to rebuilding your life. To learn more about Grief Share, visit griefshare.org to find a support group near you. That's griefshare.org to learn more. I'm Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, and I'd like to invite you to our services on Easter weekend. Maybe it's been years since you've been to a church, or maybe you've never been at all. Well, this Easter would be the perfect time to experience a community of people who believe in what God can do in your life. Join us at one of our three locations, Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Aqua Dulce, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.